Hi, hello, dear listeners. Uh, dear listeners in New York, you're listening to Hararet Anolad live. Today we're on, on uh, March 26th. And Be'ezrat Hashem, we want to start. But first of all, um, let me to remind you, dear listeners, this prog- program is especially for you, for teachers and educators, each one of us who are dealing with Chinuch Yeladim. So I suggest to you, if you would like that we shall read your messages and your questions, you can start texting us uh, from right now. Our phone number for texting is one three four seven. Nine two seven eight three nine eight. I repeat, our phone number for text messages is three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. And you can also be with us live. You just leave your phone number at seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight, and we shall call you back when it's time. Well, the listeners, now we're standing just before Passover, before Pesach. And Pesach has a lot to teach us um, around the topic of raising children. We know, we know that um, we have two kinds of freedom. In Hebrew, we say "cherut." Chag Pesach, it's Chag HaCherut, the Freedom Holiday. And probably we all know that it's because of that Am Israel was slaves to Paro in Egypt. And finally, Hashem gave us the Geula, and He brought us out of this Golos. Well, this understanding are really right, but it's not the deep meaning um, of the meaning of cherut, of freedom. I would like to present two kinds of um, freedom. There is freedom of the body, and there is freedom of the spirit. In Hebrew, if you want to look after this concept in the Musar's book, you can find it under the name Cherut HaGuf and Cherut HaNefesh, the freedom of the spirit. And there is a great difference between those two concepts. And I would like to expand this topic. We all know that each one of us actually desiring for the freedom of the body. We can see it early in the morning when we have to wake up on 6 a.m. and it's too early and we just want to take five minutes more of sleeping, but we cannot. The body actually demands his freedom. I want to keep sleeping now. Or, if you see something tasty and you want to eat it, 
even if you know it's unhealthy for you, but you are desired to eat it because your body again demands his freedom. The body itself actually desiring to do what he wants, what he feels pleasure with it. This is actually the concept of body's freedom. But we all know that there is another concept. In the other hand, what we call spiritual freedom. Spiritual freedom, it means that I'm doing good deeds, I'm doing a lot of Mahasintovim, and then I feel good. I feel satisfied. Because I know I did the right thing. Each one of us has the experiences of the life when he did a very volunteer deed or very good deed. He felt very good with himself, with his personality. He doesn't need a food at that moment. He doesn't need sleeping right now. He just have a pleasure, a pure spiritual pleasure. It's just because, because of the spirit also demands her freedom. But the exact problem is how to combine between those two conflicting powers. How we can dealing with them together. Because the personality is one piece. And all our middles working together, or at least supposed to work together. Now, how can I work with the freedom of the body? It's then in construct with the freedom of the spiritual. What is the explanation of this situation? Well, we have to know that we cannot find these two powers, these two kind of freedoms cannot go together. And if you choose one of them, you lose the other. I mean, if one of us, Chas has a choice to get full body freedom, and for all over the week, he just lay down with his blankets, with his pleasant pillows, and he just want to sleep and eat and read and listening to music. Then what? We all know. One day, two days, three days passed, and then what? He feels depressed. He feels boring. He feels that his spirit are empty. He feels bad. Because he chose the freedom of the body. Freedom of the body getting less from the freedom of the spirit. Now, let's have a look at the opposite. 
let's say that one of us choose the freedom of the spirit. Now he wants the real freedom of the spirit. And he knows that he has to take his body and put him in a great discipline. And he has to mortgage his body, to enslave his body. It's very difficult in the beginning. But, but each one of us had one day in his life that he wake up early in the morning, that he, um, he speak, he's sufficient to do a lot of things in one morning, and he helped people, and he worked very hard, and he didn't have even a sufficient time to eat something. And he really was busy. And I'm not talking about busy with business business of money. I'm talking about spiritual business. When you're dealing with chesed or helping to someone, it's very difficult at a time it's progress. When you're actually doing it. But let's face it. How is the feeling in the end of this long day? How is the feeling? You feel satisfied. You feel so good. That's what Shlomo HaMelech says, Metuka Shnat HaAmel. A person that had a long day with a lot business of helping people or make something kindness to anyone in the end of the day, he feels very, very Sweet sleeping. Now this pleasure, it's total spiritual pleasure. Because actually his body was enslaved. Actually his body woke up early in the morning. Has to do a lot, a lot of things. Has no time to eat something. His body was enslaved. But the mirror against his body is the soul. And the soul gets developing. The soul develops itself. And he feels satisfied. We have to remember this rule. If we choose the freedom of the body, we must lose the freedom of the spiritual. We enslave our spirit. But if we make the right choice and we choose the spiritual freedom, maybe our body is enslaved, but our spirit is batchorim, is free. Now, what it has to do with the topic of raising children? And why I mentioned, besides the fact that we're actually nearby Passover, but what actually the deep meaning of these things? Let's think about it. We all want to have a success 
in raising children? Because a lot of reasons. There are parents, they want the success with their raising children just because of the environment, just because of the society. They want to be proud of their children. Other parents want the success with their children just because it's uncomfortable to raise uneducated children. And there are parents, they want to do it just because of Adat Hashem, because they know that the kid is just a kadon from Hashem. We have them for a limited time, and we have to put all the efforts and all the skills and use all the skills that Hashem gave us just because keep very well this Tikadon of Hashem. And then, in one of the days, they go out of the house, they get married, and that's it. They're out. But if we say like this or like other, anyway, the bottom line is all parents want the success in their children's education. Now let's ask ourselves what we can call success on the topic of raising children. How can I test my deeds, my acts, my actions? And how can I test it and to be sure that I did it well, I succeed my, edu- my, my education? Well, most of people think that the meaning of Lulay, 
Yeah, hi there listeners, we're here again, and I apologize from the cut off the line. We have uh, a few noises, so I hope there will be no problem anymore. Now, most of parents actually think that education, it means like transformation of information. It means that they think that they have actually to passing their knowledge to their students or to their sons, kids, children. But we have to remember it's, it's not a truth. I mean, most of people, even teachers, even educators, always dealing with developing of knowledge life skills, for example, to be careful when you're crossing the road, when you're getting down from the school bus. They're teaching their sons to be polite, values, and that's it. I mean, I don't believe there is parents that they don't put all the efforts to raise his children as well. But in this radio show, I would like to expand the concept of education. Education is not just transformation of information. Not at all. This is a little part of the huge concept that we call education. Education is the power to build the whole personality. If you want to build a personality with a high values, that your son will start his life, his own life, with a very high point, with very quality personality, you have the powers to do that actually from now. Now, I spoke about the test. We all know that each one of us who goes for a long way has to make a few stops and test his direction. Because if you're going and you keep going in one direction, even if, he, even if you're convinced that you are on the right direction, you have to check it out because you have to be sure about it. Just for the example, let's try to imagine what's happened with the one who keeps going at the same way, at the same direction for all his life, and then in the final day, he actually realized that he was wrong. That he was wrong. What we can do? That's the reason we have to find some points of test, actually, to test 
our way. Are we raising our children as well? Now, for example, my favorite example about a shul. You going with your son to the shul for davening, mincha, and mariv every day, every day, and your son sits next to you, and he's open the siddur, and he's reading the tefillah. But now you want to test it. Did I succeed with my education on this uh, on the specific topic of tefillah, you have to know what is your child doing in the shul when you are not there. If he sits and he opens the siddur and he is davening, now you can notice that the tefillah became to be part of him. At least the external side of of the tefillah, the technical side. He is opening the book, he reads the words, if he has a kavone or not, this is not your job. This is his own business. This is not your job. But, I mean, now, if you want to test, did I manage my son to getting used to open the siddur and don't walk around and just play with a boy outside, now you can be sure that you succeed. If you are a teacher in a classroom and you have a very good discipline, but you have to check it out, what's going out when you went out of your classroom? Well, it's very natural that it will not be the same discipline. But what is the difference? If it's very, very uh, huge difference, so we're in trouble. Well, I would like to extend it, but right now, dear listeners, we ask from Iran to play some music for you. And you can keep sending your text messages via 347. 347- Nine two seven eight three nine eight, or you can uh, be with us on air via seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Thank you very much. Thank <laughs> את הלב והנשמה, חברים ומשפחה, ואת התפילה להודות לך. 
תודה לך על הטבע, הגוונים והצבע, היכולת להבין, להשכיל ולהחכים, הכל כל כך מושלם, ושיבת פלאי עולם, רק לראות, להתפעל, ואליך
לשוב לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי.
routine. I mean, you do it every day, every day. Let's say that you are maniach tefillin, okay? And you do that every morning, every morning, every morning. During the time, you might be loose the feeling of the fresh. And then you do it very heavy and very lazy because you already go choose because you do that every day. So we actually, people, make a mistake. They think it's not good to do something from the habit, to do that every day the same way. And Chazan says, it means that that if you Torah, you have to see that every day, you have to feel refreshed, just like you just now, standing down of Sinai Mountain, and you got the Torah, and it's new for you. That's right. But we don't have to erase the concept of hergel, of habit, rule. What I mean to say, just for case, let's say that I want my child to wake up in the morning, early in the morning, for the tefillah v'tikin, to davening in the net. And then, he's starting to getting used to the fact that he wake up early in the morning at the same hour every day with me to feel it. But I'm afraid. I don't want him to getting used to wake up for the tefillah because it's mitzvah tanashim elumada. So I'm trying to make him feel every day the difficulties of wake up early in the morning because I don't want him to getting used that he able to wake up early in the morning. And this is very huge mistake. It's very good Baracha. It's blessed. The fact that he's already got used to the fact that he wake up early in the morning. He doesn't even feel that he did something special. He doesn't even understand that maybe there is another way. This is a blessing. When you're getting used to doing something good, it's not a cursed thing. This is a blessed thing. It's very good for you. Because without the hair gel, without the habits, without the groove, you will not get anywhere. If there is some of the listeners that wants to to look at it, this issue very deep, you can find it in Mikhtav Me'eliyahu and the chapter that dealing with Kuntres Habchira. He speak about all this, and that's what we actually asking from Hashem every day. V'targileni b'toratecha. I want to getting used to the external side of the thing, to do it automatically, to wake up in the morning early, to learn to give it tzedakah, even to learn Torah. 
But inside my heart, I would have to take care uh, to preserve the feeling of the fresh. But in the external actions, it has to be Hergel, and it's very good. When you try to make your child from, from the infancy, do not be lazy to do things with their body, to enslave his body, you actually help him to, to, in, to, to internalize the good deeds from the infancy. And then when he will grow up, he will not have a lot of the fights that most of people have to dealing with just because they want to be a little bit more good. Because he already got used to the fact that he has to wake up early in the morning, and he has to davening three to fill us a day, and he has to go to the Shiur Torah, and he has to give it to the Ka, and all the good habits. Now let's say that you want to, you want your child to wake up early in the morning with you. When you start with it. You have to tell him, my dear son. In our house, I want you to wake up early in the morning with me. This is the Hanhaga of our house. And that's what I demand you to do. We have to be smart. Don't put too heavy demands on your child. You have to be smart. You have to to concern his abilities, his skills, and then you can demand. But if you have the conclusion that I can demand my son to wake up early in the morning for a net, now it has to be a fact with no explanations, with not mercy, with not crying with him about the fact that he has to wake up early in the morning and the rest of his brother can stay asleep. No, it has to be a very definitely conclusion. This is the Hanhaga of our house. That's it. Without explanation, don't get used to explain your steps in front of your child. It's very important command. Now, it will be easier to your son to receive and to internalize your habits, your values. You know why? Because if you, as parent, try and starting to explain yourself, you do actually two bad things. The first one is that you expressing and you give him the feeling that if you understand, you have to do that. But if I don't understand, so you forced me. So you make a crime in front of me. You are not a tzodek. You just use your power because you're a parent. Because if you explain your steps to your child, you demonstrate in front of him that he has to understand. And that's the reason that he's doing 
And you know that 90% of our values that we try to inherit it to our children, he cannot understand them, or maybe he doesn't want to understand them because it's committing him. And then when he chooses to not understand, even if you give him all the evidence, he will not really, he will not understand it. Because inside his heart, he knows that if he, if he will understand, he will be have to do that, and he doesn't want. The second bad thing you do, you make it harder for him to getting used to your demands. Because if you try to explain him, if you try to convince him, he cannot separate from the feeling of your abuse. You, in his perspective, you as a parent abuse him because you force him to wake up early in the morning at a time that his brothers can stay asleep. So don't getting used to the fact that you have to explain your steps in front of your child. You don't have to justify yourself in front of him. No, not at all. Then it will be easier to him to get in use. Okay, this is the rules of this house, and I have no choice, and you as parent has to be very consistent with him and stay consistently. And then, during the time, you will see he got used. Now, in his future, he will not have any fight with his laziness to wake up early in the morning. It will go easy. We have to remember, in the infancy, we have to make the choice for our children to choose the spiritual freedom, even if it's enslaved, the body's freedom. Because in the future, they will be grateful for you. They will thank you that you put him in a so high level and he can start his own life from very high level. This is the real game of the Chinuch, of the Cherut, the freedom that we can learn from Passover. Now, dear listeners, before we approaching your question, let me to remind you that you can send us, rather, can keep send us your text messages via 347-927-8398. I repeat, text messages you can send us right now, 347-927-8398, and if you want to, your voice to be loud on air, you can just call us via 718-683-5858. My personal phone numbers, in the end of this radio show, we make the announcement. Now we ask from around to play some music for us, and we will be right back with your text. Bevakasha. Oh! 
נשוב לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. Yes, dear listeners, we're here back with you, and you're listening to Haredit Anolad live. Today is March 26, 2014, and now we try to approach um, your texts. Uh, well, the first text, um, talking about How do I get my six years old to cooperate with me without always feeling like I have to present a negative consequence or a threat? I have tried positive reinforcement as well as speaking calmly and lovely, but quite often he seems to ignore me, or I feel like he doesn't even hear me. And that frustrated me even more. Well, this is a classic question um, that has great things to do with the topic of discipline. And you're talking about six years old, and you would like him to cooperate with you, um, I mean, with the dealing of the issues of the house. You want him to arrange his stuff, or you want him to do something, and he is always saying no. And you're just frustrated because you're looking for the right way. When you promised him a candies, it doesn't help. When you, when you threat him, it doesn't help. And the atmosphere in the house, I believe, is getting worse because it's always going with arguments or something like this. Well, I just want you to know a few basic things about the topic of discipline. In the headline, we have to announce very loud and very clear, discipline doesn't come to help us to manage our house. Not at all. I mean that a lot of parents think that why we should need the discipline because I really want my child to behave. And it's uncomfortable to raise undisciplined children. This is a fact. We all know. Now, we would like from um, the advisor, please help us. We want to discipline our children because we, parents, looking for a more comfortable life. We just want to survive. Each one of the listeners that feel that he is identified with my words, I'm very uh, sad to disappoint him. This is not a reason. The reason is just one. I have to discipline my children because 
I have to grant them the major tool of the developing of their personalities. I mean, when you able to discipline your child, he's getting used that a word has its value. When mommy say a word, it's committing me. When daddy say a word, it's committing me. It means that slowly, slowly, deep in his perception, he's understand that a word is something that's committing me. It's not just talks. Then when he will grow up, he has three major gains. The first one, he will be able to make self-discipline. When he will say to, his, to himself a word, let's say for the very simple example, he will be like to do a diet, okay? He has an overweight and he wants to eat less. And he understood that it's very unhealthy for him to eat so much. And then he will say a word to himself. That's it. From now, I'm not going to do all these huge calories. <laughs> Most of us doing it, but what is the next step? One day, two day, three day. Three days, and that's what? We're eating all the frigider. Am I right? What's making the differences between those that have a lot of decisions, but actually they cannot implement anything? But there are people, you will not believe, but I heard about some people that they make a decision and they insist with it. They stay in their consistency. How they do that? What is the differences between those people? You know what? The discipline in the infancy. Because if you're disciplined, you got used to the fact that the word is commanding me. When I will say a word to myself, I know that's it. I said it, and now I stay following. That's it. That's the first game. The second game is... What about the rules of the life? What we call the Irachamayim. All the concept of Irachamayim is, it means that I know that there is an authority ruling this world, and I know I have to accept it. And there is no any other choice. What is the chance of who grew up in an atmosphere without discipline to purchase the perception of discipline in front of Hashem. Actually, in we can tran translate it to discipline. Discipline in front of Hashem. But in his world, in his perception, he doesn't know, he doesn't even know what is the meaning to be disciplined. So what is the chance he will be a Reshamayim? And the last... The last gain of discipline 
is the self-confidence. You know how many guys suffering from very low self-confidence? You know why? They're getting afraid to get to getting married. They're afraid to be Korebatorah in Bar Mitzvah. They're afraid to stay in public. You know why? Because integral part of discipline is the feeling of your child that he's growing up in a safe world. His parents, his parents has their firmness. They are strong. They can protect me. But if my parents cannot manage me, cannot ruling me, cannot direct me, directing me, then I feel I'm growing up in unsafe world. And it has very huge impact about the discipline about the self-confidence. Well, what I suggest to you, do not, please, do not use prizes and do not use um, punishment. Just use your discipline. You have to follow your demands just because of your authority. That's it. If I will have a chance, I will extend it, but right now we have a lot of questions. And we have one listener on line number one. Hello to dear listener. Hi. Yeah, we can hear uh, you. I would like to uh, understand that when you, yeah, wanna, please, you want your please child speak, to do something... Speak more loud. Um, hello? Can you speak more loud? I barely hear you. Yes. You hear me better? Uh, a little bit, yes. Uh, and then if I understood uh, correctly before that if you tell something to your child shouldn't explain it. They should do it just because you demand it. They should follow it, right? Yeah, you're right. So my question is, um, how, sh it, how should I um, accept it and they shouldn't feel that their parents are abusing them? And also, when should they get the right information that they should understand that it's the proper thing to do or not? Not because my father said so or no, or they should understand the right thing, why they shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I'm understanding your questions, and I think your question is very important because I forgot to emphasize a very important part, and I'm really grateful for you that you stay a lot of time on the line to ask your question. Well, when I said they're not getting used to explain uh, your demands in front of your child, I'm talking specifically about technical demands. I mean, I want you to take the garbage outside. I want you now to go sleep in your bed. I want you to wake up in the morning. It's very technical issues. Without the content of the inside, you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm just trying to say when we're talking about the technical uh, operation of the house, don't get used to explain your demand. But if I ask for my child, my little child, I want you to learn two Mishnayot a day, and I'm very happy to hear your voice when you read it. 
now there is a very great uh, space here to explain him how much is importantness, but also we we always worth to praise him or to explain him how much it was important that the did that he did just after he did but you actually right what i said do not explain to the children i'm talking just about the technical issues technical demands and for the second questions of you uh, what's so bad to explain? Maybe there is uh, a very rayon, very uh, good idea behind the things that I want him to know. If you really think that the explanation is very important for, for the developing of your child, you can do that. You can explain him, but just after he did it already. Because if you explain him before he did, you actually get him used in his perception that he has to accept explanations for the demand. So what you should do about the things that you cannot explain, even if you want. I'm talking about halachot of tzniut. I'm talking about dvarim shem, things that... They, it's above of his perception, but it's very important for him to getting used from the infancy to do that, and he cannot uh, percept the explanations. What you're going to do then? So one time you have explanation, and one time you doesn't have explanation. So we said, don't try, don't getting used to explain to explain your steps. And I'm talking about the technical issues, because two bad things. First one, you cannot explain everything. Second one, don't get him used to the fact that he can that he have to accept your demands, just if he understands. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you too. Your question was very important, and I really thank you because you remind me to emphasize this part and. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, now, dear listeners, to more more of your questions, um, and let me to remind you: you can keep send us your text via three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight, or you can be with us on air seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. Now we go on. Uh, someone sent me a text message uh, while I'm just talking right now. What age we're talking about? The age of discipline beginning as earlier as you can. I mean, even if you had, if you, even if you have a baby one years old, and he is um, he is uh, starting to. Um, to creep um, on the floor, I just ask you to choose one corner of the house that he will not be allowed to gather. And each time he's getting close to this corner, just lift him up and put him in the other side of the living room and tell him, Mommy, don't give you, don't let you to close this corner, even if he really doesn't understand 
the content of the words, but believe me, he really understands what you try to express. Because our children doesn't listening to our words, they're listening to our melody, how we say the things. So as earlier as you can, to start with discipline, you have to do that, but be careful. Don't uh, put a heavy demand on your uh, child's narrow shoulders. Well, now we ask from around to play some music, and then a little break for me to arrange your questions, and then we will be right back with the rest of your questions. Bevakasha.
uh, right now, I would like to continue on with your text messages. A great way to develop greater positive perception of your children is to write down positive and enjoyment you have from them on a daily basis. You don't even have to give it to them. You will see them in a better light and therefore help them see themselves in a better way. And like you teach about self-perception, this is a great tool. Thanks for all you do. I hope this helps a lot of people. Writing this list is a great service of Hashem and efforts at Teshuvo and Chesed. Well, uh, I believe that any way that you can get reinterpretation for your negative deeds of your child, and any way you can choose, choose, and it helps you to get a new light and to look in a better way of your children, I think it's blessing. And I think that your advice may help to a lot of parents. And thank you for sending this advice. Now, one more text. Hi. I want to know if there is anything wrong with bringing a child every time you want him to do something. For example, if I want my three years old to get dressed with no resistance, I tell him, I will give you candy, or or he can take a toy to school, something to motivate him all the time. Otherwise, he wouldn't do it just like that. Thank you. Well, we had a very similar text in the beginning of this radio show, and this is the same answer. We were talking about classic questions on the topic of discipline. Discipline has to be established not on prizes and not on punishments. The central line, the center line is discipline. Just for example, imagine to yourself that you have a bar. The right side is the punishment. And the left side of the bar is prizes. If you want to manage real health discipline, you have to use the center. It means you have to make a list at night when your children get sleep. And finally, the house is very silent. And you, in case that you are stay calm, Take a blank and a pen and start um, write down what is the three demands that it's most important to me for my child to do. And write it down with your husband. And then from now, just ask and demand your child to do only those three things without discovering him the fact did you decide to ask just for three things? He doesn't. He doesn't supposed to know from it. 
But you, for yourself, you have to decide what is the most three things that it's very important to me, to my child, to do. And then it will be easier to you to follow and to stay consistent. Because it's only three things. It means when I say, please arrange your stuff in your room. Now, when you say that, you have to stay calm and stay consistent. And you stand nearby him, and you may hold his hand tight without any anger. Remember the rule, the condition. You have to stay calm. And then tell him, I will not move from here until you arrange your stuff. In the beginning, he will not even realize that you're standing near to him. But in the first time, even if it will take 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I don't know, or whatever, and if you know that you have a phone call or you have to go out, don't even start with it because you have to stay consistent. Then, during the time after two or three weeks, he will get used to the fact when mommy says something, she really means it. It's not just like, like the, my famous example about the background music. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's very worse. You have to go to the website of Jerry Radio and listen to my lectures about raising children. This is a very important example, the background music. Then you have two games. The first one is your child getting used to the fact when you ask for something, you really mean it. So he works to do it immediately instead to start argument with him, with, with you, when he knows that finally you will be the one who wins. And the second game is it will be easier to him to internalize this fact because you ask only for three things. It's easier to you to stay consistent, and it's easier to your son to accept your demands because it's not so heavy, it's only three things. But the real gain is that he's getting used to be disciplined. And actually, even if we put the focus only for three things, but actually, during the time, it's raised all his personality. Suddenly, you will see that he's getting... He becoming to be disciplined in another topics, even if it not was including in those three things. I hope that I'm understood, but it's more wider, and you can go website of Jerry Radio. In the archive, you can find a lot of lectures about edu- about uh, discipline. Now, the listeners, let me to remind you. Um, the phone number for your text messages is 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398. Or if you want to be with us on air, you can just call us right now, 718-683-5858. Uh, to the continues of your uh, texting right after the musical break, so we ask from around to lead us to a small musical break, and we will be right back with Atashem.
Um, I have a small issue. We asked from Iran to play some uh, music for us. Um, I understand that we have one listener on the line. Okay, so we will receive the listener. Hello, the listeners. Yes. Hello. I cannot hear anyone. Iran, you can fix it. We have a listener on line number one. No, we don't have. So we're going to a small uh, musical break, and maybe after that we will be, be with uh, the listener. Bevakasha.
מיד נשוב לתוכנית הרואה את הנולד עם הרב אברהם ברזילי. the punishment 
and not because of the expectation for a prize. But what if they don't do it? How can we deal with this? Well, it's a little bit complicated, and I hope my English will be able to make it clear. Let's say, for the example, I asked for my son, 11 years old, okay? I want you to get into your bed now. And he lifts his shoulder and say, no. And I try to stay consistent, as we learned, and I stay, and I'm standing nearby him, and I say, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to get into your bed. And he still say no. Let's say that it takes for 15 minutes. And then I feel that that's it, I cannot. Don't be angry. I'm telling him, look, I'm very disappointed that my child doesn't discipline. Because according to the rules of the world, children have to be disciplined to their parents. And you don't follow the rules. And then, when I say these words, I have to turn to make a U-turn and go out of this room. You know why? Because if I'm fighting with my child, if I argue with my child, I say something and he say no. I say, I want you to do that, and he say no, and that's it. He stay with feel, with a feeling that he won. He win this uh, argument. And he feels, in his perspective, very good taste on his tongue. I make it. I made it. Then, in the second, in the next time, he may be stronger than he was right now. But if I'm looking at him, and I don't expressing any feelings of anger or something like this, and I just say, I really disappoint, because as everybody has to behave, the rules of the world says that children have to be disciplined to their parents, and you don't following the rules, and I'm very sad. Then I go out of the room, I leave him, I left him with the bad taste on his tongue. You didn't win the war. I'm just disappointed of you. So he feels bad taste. The chances in the next time that he will be strong is getting down and down. And even if in the next time he still insists, do not do what I said, I have to do the same action. You will see, after three, four, five times, it will be over. Because in his perception, he knows that always this argument ending with a bad, with a bad taste for him. So he will try to prevent himself to getting into these arguments. Try it, 
the experiences actually prove what I just said right now. I hope it's clear. If it doesn't, you can call me um, after this radio show. Now, one more text. How do I get my six years old? Now, we read it. I think that we read it. Oh, this is the same. Okay, I shall read it because I think uh, the questioner just uh, elaborated his question. How do I get my six years old to cooperate with me without always feeling like I have a present, a negative consequence or threat? I have tried positive uh, reinforcements as well as speaking calmly and lovely, but quite often he seems to ignore me or feel like he doesn't even hear me, and that frustrates me even more. Now this is the new part of the question. I have a two and a half years old who is extremely stubborn and strong wild. I find that sometimes when he throws a tantrum about something that he wants to do, and I cannot allow him have do whatever it is that he wants, the easiest way for me to calm him down and avoid a complete meltdown is when okay it's very difficult for me uh, to read it so maybe we should stay with this question after the the musical break i shall read it and i hope i will not be confused because i think it's repeat uh the lines is maybe maybe we copy double in my screen i don't know what's going on here with the question i didn't receive it as well on my screen i asked from iran Maybe he can fix it. Now, I would like to approach to one of your emails. Just let, let me to remind you that you can send us an email all over the week. My private email is abrahameducation, as one word, at gmail.com. I repeat, abrahameducation at gmail.com. And I also would like to remind you, dear listeners, the Bezrat Hashem, a new website of Harayat Analad will be raised up. Bezrat Hashem, I believe it will be um, before this Passover, Bezrat Hashem. So in this uh, new website, you can find uh, videos of lectures of mine and articles, and you can send your questions, and you will be able uh, to listen in live to this radio show uh, during uh, Wednesday. When it will be uh, ready, we shall make the announcement in our radio show, and it will be a great tool uh, for you, I hope so. Okay, email. Uh, so how do you explain children that behave very well in school, but at home they don't listen to so well? Is this good or bad? What is your opinion, and how can we motivate them to listen also at home? Well, this is a classic question that represents the differences of the educators in the school and, in the other hand, in the other hand, in the house. I mean, we can find it. Uh, a lot of times, you can see 
someone, children, in his house, he's undisciplined, total undisciplined. But in a classroom, he's perfectly behavior. And you can find the opposite. In school, he's always rampant. He's always doing, he's always bunches. But at home, oh, he's doing as well. What is the explanation? You know, Rabbi Yonatan Ivishit, when he was a little one, he made a lot of troubles to his mother, a lot of mess in the house, running around her, make mess. And suddenly, at the moment his father came in the house, he suddenly behaved as perfect. So his mother told him, what happened to you? Daddy is in the house, so you changed? So he answered, it's tried down in Chazal. <laughs> when the Av, the father, is coming in, we, we behave as well. So I think this is the secret. The discipline, we have to know, the concept of discipline doesn't depend in the child's abilities. It's depending in the parents or the educator's abilities. I mean, if you know the way and you learn the way how to discipline your child, you will make it. And it's all the vain depend by you, and you can see it clearly. Because how you, you ask me in your email, how can I explain it? And I ask you back, how you explain it? What is the difference in your child's personality? Nothing. Because he knows how to read the map. And he reads that in school there is no game. There is no any, any way out of the discipline. But in house, you can find a lot of ways to weigh out of the discipline. This is the whole secret of the issue. Well, I just received a very sad um, text that we want and we ask from all listeners to pray for Efua Shalema, for Bela, but Simcha Freyde. Bella, but Simcha Freyde, Refua Shalema. Uh, she needs to pass a very, very dangerous uh, surgery. And if someone can help her, uh, uh, so the radio uh, uh, manager asks from you if you want to help uh, for this surgery, please send a text to 347. Nine two seven eight three nine eight. It's very expensive surgery, so they ask for your assistance. Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Send a text message, and Bezat Hashem, you will not be need for these things. And from here, we're dedicating uh, all the good things that raise up from this um, from this. Um, radio show for uh, the Refua Shalema of her. And uh, maybe right now when we're going to a small uh, musical break, maybe this is the time to read uh, one chapter of uh, of uh, Tehillim 
for refuah shalema, for simcha, for bela bat simcha freida. Bela bat simcha bela, and they're looking for someone uh, can give her part of uh, liver. It's uh, surgery, and Hashem will send her refuah shalema. Well, we're going to a small musical break, and then we'll be with the rest of your questions. You can keep and send us your questions by text messages via 347-927-8398. I repeat, 347-927-8398, or you can send us email, abrahameducation at gmail.com, or you can be with us on air, 718-683-5858. We're going to a small musical break, and we'll be right back with you. Be'ezat Hashem, Bevakasha. Oh, baby. 
Hi, dear listeners. We're here back with you. You're listening to Arayat Anolad. Here with you, Abraham Bazilai. And another announcement. If you can pray for Refua Shalema, for Yaakov Elchanan Ben Leah. Yaakov Elchanan Ben Leah. That he is just now getting into a surgery room. And Bezrat Hashem, he will be out, Bari Shalem. So ask Rachamim and Refua Shalema for Yaakov Elchanan Ben Leah. Well, the second part of the question that we received that I told you I got it double, um, talking about the same problem, dear listener, you're talking about problem of discipline. Uh, I'm talking about the sentence that you write me, Mora said, no one is allowed to bring toys to school. Now, if you're allowed to distract her, if you would like to make a distraction very well, there is no any problem. But you have to remember, this is not the point, this is not the root of the issue. The root of the issue is learn how to make discipline. Learn how to make discipline. This is the most important thing that you have uh, to learn. And I'm inviting you to go to the website of uh, jrichradio.com. And on, in the archive, you can listening to the radio shows dealing with uh, discipline. And if you understand uh, Hebrew, it will be better because there are more lectures in Hebrew and you can find also uh, Hebrew lectures um, through the website of radio2000.co.il. Well, the listeners, um, our radio show is getting to its end. And uh, I would like to tell you that uh, you can call me every night between uh, 10 p.m., up to 12 midnight, Israel time, of course. You can call me via 927 I repeat, 927 or you can try to reach me on my cell phone right after this radio show every Wednesday. You can reach me at 54-840-9669-972-54-840-9669. And if you would like to... Um, to inviting me to lecture in your community or to make Shabbaton for your community or something like this, I'm inviting you to send me an email, abrahameducation at gmail.com, or you can try to reach me on my cell phone, 972-54-840-9669. Well, dear listeners, I really appreciate uh, that you send us your questions and you... Uh, have been with us on air, and thank you for listening to our right on Olad, and keep listening to J-Root Radio. Thank you for Iran Yaakov, who broadcasting my voice into your houses and cars and 
whatever. Thank you very much, and have a great time, and keep listening to Jay Rich Radio. Bye-bye.